A video is released showing the killing of a black man in a small Georgian town. Is the outrage warranted? Well, you can take a look at the video at www.dumbassestalkingpolitics.com and make a decision for yourself. Former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie gets a victory from the Supreme Court based on that Bridgegate scandal that happened back in 2013. A a Texas salon owner jailed for opening her store is released from jail and prompts the Texas governor to ban jail for those opening their businesses. This brings us to the real question. What is a necessary job? My girlfriend and I actually had a fight about that. Let's talk about it. Okay, we didn't really have a fight, but we had a discussion. And finally... Michael Flynn's drama is finally over. The DOJ drops all charges and the media is flipping out. This is Gene and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene and here we go for another day. Lots of news stories. Uh, Again, I had to cut some out and change them. Uh, First thing, let's talk about something that it really bothers me because I, I saw the video and I didn't know how else to describe this video as a posse. But we need to be careful here. So let, let me let me just get to the story. Back in February, 25-year-old black man named Ahmad Arbery was jogging through a coastal town neighborhood uh, in Georgia. He was stopped by three people Um in two cars and accused of burglary. A struggle ensued. Arbery uh, was shot and killed. The case was investigated and amazingly forgotten. Now this happened in February. It is May. It was never in the news. The men were a father, Greg McMichael, and his son, Travis McMichael. The entire time since February, uh, Arbery's mother had complained, claimed that her son was innocent and he was murdered. This week, a video released, a video taken, I don't know if it was released by this individual, but taken by a person in the second car based on, uh, with this little um, uh, mob rule here, was following the truck, was following the jogger, followed and caught the entire killing. The video shows Arbery running as he looks like he's running. I run, he looks like he's running. He's wearing jogging shoes, not carrying a bag. There's nothing in his hands. Just jogging down the street. In front of him is the truck. The truck is stopped in the middle of the street. Arbery... I can't really hear if the people are yelling at him or something. You do hear something. Arbery decides he's going to run around. Now, the son, uh, Travis McMichael, gets out of the truck. He's driving the truck. The father, is George McMichael, is actually sitting in the bed of the truck. So, Aubrey, looking like he's trying to avoid... Now, mind you, looking like. I don't know if this is true or not looking like he's trying to avoid a confrontation, runs around the truck on the passenger side. In other words, he's trying to avoid Travis uh, 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 McMichael, who actually is 
holding a shotgun. The father, George, is holding a 357 Magnum. This is just not a place that these guys want to be. Uh, so what ends up happening, he goes around the truck, and then a struggle ensues. Who started the struggle? Who? I don't know. My reason says it was uh, Travis actually pointed the shotgun at him, and um, uh, Aubrey decided, okay, I've got to fight, fight or flight, and he went into a struggle. Three shots were fired, and the last point, you can see Aubrey trying to, staggering up the road as if he's trying to run away again, just trying to run again, falls and dies. Now, here are some issues. This happened back in late February. It's now May, and now we're finding out about this. And nothing has been done. So, here a quick look of the facts. Or, here's a quick look of what's being said. How about that? One of the men was a detective, and that was George. Uh, that was George. He was actually a detective, and he worked as a uh, he worked as an investigator for the DA of the county. Two DAs in the county have already recused themselves. So a DA from another county looked at all of this information and decided to convene a grand jury. The men claimed there were only two shots, but the video, which is very clear when it comes to sound, definitely had three shots. And it sounded like it all came from the shotgun, though it's very hard to tell. The men claimed that they were on the side of the road and they were calling for Arbery to come over so they could talk to him. Apparently, the issue was they had actually suspected Ahmad Arbery of burglary. There were some videotapes, something of that nature. Again, we're not really sure what's going on here, so we need to be careful. Uh, but that was a lie. The truck was actually stopped in the middle of the street, blocking Arbery from running. They said they suspected Arbery of, of a set of burglaries and had mentioned that Arbery had actually been seen in a construction site, going through a construction site. And there have been a string of burglaries in that neighborhood. And so they were acting like kind of a community watch. Well, there are a couple problems with that. One, according to records, there weren't a string of burglaries in that neighborhood. And the other issue is, okay, he ran through a construction site, so what? He's not carrying a bag. He's wearing shorts and a t-shirt, and I would assume running shoes. He's an avid runner. It doesn't make sense. So, I, and I know as a runner, you go through private property sometimes to continue your run. I've done it. I think everyone's done it. Going through a construction site's not exactly uh, unheard of in this case. And what is he carrying anything in? He doesn't have a bag. He doesn't have anything. The burglary thing. Now, maybe he did commit burglary at one time or the other. We don't know anything yet. Anything. It looks really bad. It looks really, really bad. And it looks... I, I, I don't want to say too much because we don't know. 
But it looks like a bunch of, it looks like a white mob went in and attacked a black guy. For no real reason, they went out to kill a black guy. That may be wrong, I don't know. But none of us know. But that doesn't stop the media. The media is already starting where this is a race thing. Well, there are a couple of things it could be. It could be a race thing. It could be that these guys actually thought he was a burglar and they tried to do something about it. It could be that Aubrey was a burglar and they wanted to do something about it. Or it could be that the reason the investigation was on hold was not because of race, but because you kind of had a corrupt system that was protecting a uh, former police officer. Let's not for forget, McMichael was a police officer and two lawyers signed out on this whole thing. They, they recused themselves because there was a conflict of interest. We do not know. So for the news media to sit back and start screaming that this was racism, that race was involved here, again, it could be. I don't know. It looked pretty bad. The video looked terrible. So bad to the point I didn't even want to put the video up or anything, but it looked pretty bad. Two fat white Georgian guys attacking a a kid running down the street, 25-year-old kid, but a kid running down the street, it looked bad. But we just don't know. Now, the kid, they've already released a little bit of information, had minor brushes of the law with the law, but minor brushes of the law. And the big question is, what justification? This kid didn't look like he was burglarizing anybody at this point. So why are they going after him? Usually for to make a citizen's arrest, you have to witness the crime. And I believe it still works like that in Georgia. Here's the thing. Do I think this was race? I'm 50-50 on it. I think it is also very likely this was two guys who were overzealous, who saw a black kid who they thought was actually going in and robbing uh, or burglarizing houses, which makes no sense because there's not really any records of burglaries in that neighborhood. And a corrupt police department, a corrupt law enforcement agency, let the murder slide. I'm sorry, I just did it. Let the killing slide because one of the suspects is actually a former police officer. That's what I think might have happened, but we don't know. The media jumping to, it's a race thing, that's not good. The good news is the uh, black community and the white community, they've all seen this video and they all pretty much say the same thing. This guy, these guys should be put in jail. They all said the same thing. No one is denying this was a terrible crime. And what's more, as of Thursday night, the two were arrested, they are in jail, and they have been indicted. So, let's let's be careful. This is something that a lot of people will point to and say, this is an example of institutional racism. Well, it's institutional, maybe, at this police department. 
Or maybe it's not. Maybe the police department was just protecting the police officers. Makes them corrupted doesn't mean they support institutional racism. We need to listen to the facts. This is why I apply the Bongino rule. There's a Dave rule. There's the Bongino rule. Let's wait and see what happens. Because we don't know why these guys went off all half-cocked. And maybe I'm stupid. I, I just believe that people don't want to go out and shoot someone, chase someone with guns for no... Even if they're black, I could be wrong. I mean, they did in the past. But it just... There's something here that doesn't make sense, and we need to hear what's going on. But with the news media throwing out that this was a race thing, a race thing, a race thing, we could be looking at another uh, set of riots that are going to come in Georgia. It's just everyone calm down. Let's see what happened, because we really don't know what happened. So my girlfriend Josie and I went to grocery shopping. The other day. This was literally three days ago. I've got tons of groceries now. I'm running out of... I, I bought cheap toilet paper. That's bad. But outside of that, I've got tons of groceries. And we were walking through and I saw GameStop was there. GameStop, for those anywhere else, if you don't know, is a video game store. And of course, it was closed. And it was early. It was only about 5 o'clock. And I said to her, I said to Josie, I said, you know, I don't understand why the GameStop is closed. Video games, when you're locked down, are a vital resource. They're things that keep people sane. Why would they close that? And she said, it's not an essential, it's not an essential job. So they keep people out of there. I said, well, it's not an essential job if you don't like video games. But if you're stuck at home 24 hours a day and you like video games, it's really is essential that you actually have the video game store open. And she said, no, it's not essential. Flat out, no, it's not essential. If you're a video game addict to that point that you're going to go out to a video game store, you've got an addiction problem. I said, well, uh, marijuana facilities are considered essential and they're still opened. So are liquor stores. They're, they're, they're still opened. You mean to tell me the people who go to buy, who go and put themselves at risk to buy marijuana, they're better people than people who would rather just play a video game, whether it's an addiction or not? We're not even talking about that. I don't even think, I don't think marijuana is an addictive, alcohol is. But the point is, who's determining what is an important essential job and what is it because as far as i'm concerned i find a video game store far more essential than a bloody marijuana shop they're allowed to stay open this argument that we're never going to solve let's face it we're never going to solve because essential jobs are going to be based on the individual. I don't, I, I consider every job essential. That's why I'm one of these people who thinks, okay, we should probably open up and figure out how to do it. No one seems to want to figure out your grandmother's going to die. I think Ben Shapiro said it. Your grandmother's going to die if we open up the economy. Well, we should look at about opening up the economy. Your grandmother's going to die. 
my kids should go to school. Yeah. And so they can come back and kill grandma. It's it's stupid. And nobody's on the left is actually offering any kind of solutions for this. You've got states that are sitting back and actually opening up businesses. Georgia, um, Florida, uh, South Dakota, North Dakota, Montana, they're all opening up. California is beginning to ease and we're beginning to open up. But to sit back and say one job is essential and another isn't? Someone asked me today, well, what do you do? I work with computers. Well, is that an essential job? I said, well, it is if the clinic that I work for, their computer systems don't work and they can't access the medical records. So yeah, it's essential. My girlfriend, God love her, sees only essential jobs as medical, grocery stores, things like that. And the reality is, no, they're all essential. Another example is I, I don't go to the I don't go to the, uh, I actually hand wash my clothes. I don't go to the laundromat because there are a lot of seedy folk at that laundromat and I don't want to catch the disease. But is the laundromat essential? I would think so. So that brings us to Shelly Luther. Shelly Luther on Tuesday, she is a salon owner. She does cuts hair, does nails. I, I think it's just cuts hair or does hairdos. She was actually sentenced on Tuesday to a week in jail and a $7,000 fine because she opened her salon in defiance of state orders. Now, this is according to the Daily Wire. Uh, it, you can go to dumbasstalkingpolitics.com and you can actually read the deal. Now, she was given a cease and desist order. She walked up and ripped that cease and desist order up in front of a uh, pro-opening-the-economy rally. They arrested her. She went in front of a judge, and the judge said this to her. And the judge's name is Eric Moyer, who, by the way, is a left-wing hack. He is a left-wing hack. He is not right-wing by any stretch of the imagination. This happened in, I know everyone thinks Texas is really conservative. For the most part it is, but the big cities are not. Austin, Dallas, Houston, they're actually quite liberal. So Eric Moyer was actually elected to be a judge. And this is what he said to this mother who is trying to open her business and keep her business. That you now see the error of your ways and understand that the society cannot function where one's own belief in a concept of liberty permits you to flaunt your disdain for the rulings of duly elected officials. That you owe an apology to the elected officials whom you disrespect, disrespected by flagrantly ignoring and in one case defiling their orders, which you now know obviously apply to you that you understand that the proper way in which an or in an ordered society to engage concerns which you may have had is to hire a lawyer and advocate for change, an exception or an amendment to laws that you find offensive, that you publicly state that this is the way that citizens in the state should behave, 
and that you represent to this court that you will today cease operation of your salon and not reopen until after further orders of, this, of the government permit you to do so. This court will consider the payment of a fine in lieu of the incarceration which you've demonstrated that you have so clearly earned. Is there anything you would like to say? This guy is such a jackass, I can't even stand it. I really can't. It is the most asinine statement I could have ever heard. So, he basically admonished her for tearing apart a piece of paper that says she can't live. He told her the best way to do would be to get a lawyer, which she does not have money for, because she's not working, fight the system, which would take longer because COVID of COVID-19. And if he, if she just wanted a fine, she should apologize to the government and that what she's doing, her actual civil disobedience, the same civil disobedience that was done by the American revolutionaries before the, the revolution, that was done, that was advocated by Martin Luther King, that was advocated by Mahatma Gandhi, that civil disobedience was unacceptable and she needed to apologize to the government. Well, I think the guy had a little pee trickle down his pant leg when she actually responded to him. Listen to this. I have to disagree with you, sir, when, I, when you say that I'm selfish because feeding my kids is not selfish. I have hairstylists that are going hungry because they'd rather feed their kids. So, sir, if you think the law is more important than kids getting fed, then please go ahead with your decision, but I am not going to shut the salon. Well, apparently, Judge Moyer, who, by the way, is up for re-election in November, wasn't impressed. He fined her $7,000 that she doesn't have because her salon hasn't been opened in a month and a half, two months, and sentenced her to seven days in jail. Now, mind you, this is not because she committed a crime. This is because she refused to apologize. That's what he wanted. He wanted her to apologize to the government. This is tyranny. And why is it it's leftists that this always comes from? Why is it people are being arrested in leftist cities? Texas is not a leftist city, a leftist state. Dallas is a leftist city. Houston is a leftist city. That's why this Eric Moyer bum got elected in the first place. How disgusting is that? Well, this enacted an entire wave of uh, just basically putting out fires by the government. Abbott, Governor Abbott of Texas, never expected that this was going to happen. He did not expect anybody to sit back and be arrested because they decided to open their business. It was just a recommendation. So what did Governor Abbott do? He posted a law stating that people who open their businesses should follow the guidelines, but they should not be arrested if they decide not to. And this is the other kicker here. This is the other kicker. She was following guidelines. She had 
Everyone who walked into her salon was required to wear a mask. Everyone who walked into her salon was 6 to 12 feet away from each other. There were partitions uh, for, let's say, you do your nails. There were partitions that split the customer from the uh, beautician. She was following guidelines. Guidelines that have been set up by the CDC, by the president, and by the state. She was following the guidelines. It wasn't like someone's going to walk in there and everyone's spitting on each other. That wasn't happening. Well, after government Abbott, after Governor Abbott's uh, decree, she was actually released from dra- jail, and she came to a realization as to what kind of hero she actually is. Thank you guys so much. I'm a little overwhelmed and I don't want to scare the kids. I'm okay, but I just want to thank all of you who I just barely met and now you're all my friends. You mean so much to me and this would have been nothing without you. Thank you so, so much. And I'll have more to say when I can gather myself, but I'm a little overwhelmed. I just want to say thank that's a hero that's a hero that's a hero who did the right thing she did the right thing from the get-go and she fought the way our revolutionaries fought she fought the way that gandhi would have wanted to fought martin luther king fought she just basically protested and said i'm not gonna do it And the two days of jail really is going to mean something. It's going to sit back and this country is going to look and say, this is garbage. We got to end this. So we were talking earlier about the, when is this going to end? How are we going to do this? And the left really wants, and I'm thinking this is most of the left, if not all the left, progressives and liberals also say the same thing. But when is this going to end? And why do people always whine and cry about things, but they never seem to have any ideas to fix it? Trump, DeSantis over in Florida, Abbott in Texas, even Newsom in California, they're coming up with ideas to start opening the government. Now, Newsom, before we, we signal him as a hero and a great governor, the reason he's doing it is because the California uh, deficit has increased exponentially and they can't stay closed. I mean, there are people that are realizing we cannot stay closed. Chris, or um, I'm sorry, Andrew Cuomo in New York, he's just an idiot. He's an absolute idiot. He wants to keep everything closed. Why? Because you know what? In four months, five months, we're going to have an election and they want a complete depression in this country. Now, that hasn't been said exactly yet. Just wait. It will be. 
because the goal of the left is to implement socialism and you can't let a good crisis go to waste. We can implement socialism. Joe Biden said it. Everyone has said it. It's disgusting. Well, good for Shelly, whatever her name is. Good for her because that is awesomeness. That is our uh, tea party. So let's talk about something that is seems really minor and we'll bring up something that's really major. Um, do you remember back in 2013, you, probably, you may, you may not, I don't know, there was something in New Jersey called the Bridgegate Scandal. And the Bridgegate Scandal didn't seem like it was a real scandal to me, so I didn't really pay too much attention to it. But essentially what happened is the Republican governor, uh, Chris Christie, who was the governor in a very liberal state, New Jersey, uh, had a disagreement with uh, the, a town in, in uh, New Jersey called Fort Lee, uh, who's run by a mayor named Mark uh, Sokolich. Sokolich. I, I'm excuse me. Well, Mark Sokolich decided that he wasn't going to support uh, Christie for governor. So apparently, there were two people, two officials under Christie, Bridget Kelly and Bill Baroni, that decided that they were going to shut down a bunch of. Um, what do they call those things back east? We don't have them here, but fee posts on the freeways, uh, toll road, toll posts, toll booths on the freeway between Maine, Maine, New Jersey, and this little town that was kind of tucked away in New Jersey that was run by Sokolich. Sokolich started screaming that this was corruption, blah, 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 blah. And this whole Bridgegate scandal happened. So these two people, who who knows why they closed the bridge, why they closed the toll roads, who knows. Um, but they, they were actually put on trial and each was sentenced to about 18 months in prison, in jail. Now, these people, they didn't really give a great excuse as to why they closed the toll roads, which basically tells me, yeah, they probably were doing bad things. They probably were pissed off at at uh, Sokolich, and they decided to close the toll roads. But, I mean, basically they caused lots of traffic. Now, the two said, no, that's not why we did it. We did it for this and that. I don't know, remember what it was. And uh, apparently a lot of people don't. So the two were actually jailed. This was a huge big thing. Uh, the media was going off about it. I, I mean, I kid you not. It was on the news daily on CNN and MSNBC. It was mentioned on Fox. And that was before I started listening to CNN and MSNBC to see how stupid those people were. Well, those people decided, uh, they decided, you know what, we're not, no, we're not going to jail over this. So Kelly and Baroni actually sued. And 
what ended up happening is it went all the way to the Supreme Court. So these guys didn't actually serve any time in jail. Well, the Supreme Court sat and ruled on it. And uh, Justice Elena Kagan wrote in her, uh, in the unanimous decision, and it was unanimous decision. All nine justices said, this is garbage. There's no corruption here. Quote, the question presented is whether the defendants committed property fraud. Property fraud by closing off part of the city. The evidence the jury heard no doubt shows wrongdoing, deception, corruption, abuse of power. But the federal fraud statutes at issue do not criminalize all conduct. Period. End of story. Released. They're done. Those people aren't going to serve a day in jail. Finished. And it was unanimous. Now, I, I know why Kagan did it, because she doesn't like Christie, she doesn't like Trump, and that's fine, whatever. And it doesn't thoroughly clear Chris Christie or his staffers, because basically she said, well, I mean, yeah, what they did was probably unethical, maybe immoral, but it wasn't illegal. You did something, they didn't like it, they shut down. I, literally, that's what she's saying. Here's the thing. This is why I brought this news story up. Outside of New Jersey's a crappy city anyway, crappy state anyway, who cares? But this is why I bring this up. It's the kind of corruption in our government that makes something like this stand out. And that brings us to our last story. And that is the freeing of General Mike Flynn. Now, this is an exceptionally complicated story. Um, Dan Bongino has two books on this disaster explaining what ended up happening. And so it's, it's very complicated, but I'm going to give you the overview of what occurred. So Mike Flynn was a general for the United States Army. And he was under Barack Obama. I believe he was under... A couple of different people. And one day, um, he went over to he went over to the Soviet Union. He had discussions with some guy named Sikliov, something like that. It was a Russian name. Don't ask me to pronounce Russian names. And there were words exchanged. He was sent back to the United States. And one of the first things that happened was the FBI wanted to investigate that discussion. Kind of out of nowhere. And it wasn't completely out of nowhere. Apparently this sickly off or whatever his name is reported him. Well, uh, the FBI decided to send, under James Comey, decided to send a couple of FBI agents to interview uh, interview Flynn. Now, this is a little unheard of. Now, this is in 2016. Trump had just been elected to office. And one of the things that should have happened at this point is that Comey should have gone to the DOJ and reported it, which he didn't. Sally Yates, maybe a name you've you've heard before. Sally Yates, who is a left winger, hates Trump and actually was fired by Trump. 
said she'd never heard of anything about it. And she was kind of up there. And he didn't go to the president or the president-elect at the time. Because the president-elect at the time would have had to know that someone he has on his staff is talking to the Russians. So Comey, who, by the way, is more moral than any of us in the world, sits back and doesn't tell anyone. Sends two FBI agents. The FBI agents tell Flynn he doesn't need a lawyer. And Flynn at the time thought the FBI were allies, so he didn't think anything of it. Now, I don't have a transcript of the conversation or anything, but apparently the FBI agents, after they had finished their interview, said there were some inconsistencies in his story and he had forgotten some things, but they didn't think he was lying. Now, these are real FBI agents. They're they're sitting back and they're looking. That wasn't good enough. This started the whole Russia garbage right off the bat. Flynn was, um, Flynn was arrested. Flynn was uh, put in. Flynn was actually fighting for his life. He was accused of lying to the FBI. So this is where this whole thing, this whole Russian thing, happened. Of course, it never went anywhere. It never went anywhere because, well, the transcripts have been released. I haven't read the transcripts yet, and I'm probably going to have to because I hear it's extremely entertaining. Apparently, James Comey didn't do this in the in a vacuum. He actually got orders from President Obama. There are some people that are absolutely flipping out. And by the way, this is far more complicated. I, I can't even get into it because I've read Bongino's books. I still don't understand everything that was going on. So many Russian names. It's impossible. They tried to get him on a Logan Act violation, which means he is interfering with a current president on behalf of somebody else. So remember when... Um, John Kerry went to Iran and was trying to convince this is while president was a was the president of the United States uh Trump was the president of the United States and he kept saying hey suck it up for 3 years we're going to fix this blah 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 basically down talking the United States and president Trump that would be an example of a Logan Act violation this has never been prosecuted successfully And it is not even, no one's even sure if it's constitutional. But what the government did at this point, well, we'll get to that in a second. So the DOJ sits there, researches this. The judge who was actually dealing with this says, well, I don't think the FBI did anything wrong, but this is not exactly kosher. The DOJ said, we're not going to prosecute. It's just... Mr. Uh, General Flynn, he's done. He he can go do what he needs to do. It's it's over. So, of course, the news media is sitting back and saying, this is the big word. You'll probably hear this if you listen. You'll hear, well, he said he was guilty twice. Okay, yeah. Well, General Flynn ended up $5 million in debt. He lost his house. 
he had to declare bankruptcy. And when that wasn't enough, they sat back and said they were going to convict his son too. So I don't want to hear about Flynn saying, if my daughter could go to jail or go through the crap that I would have to go through, I'd, I'd say guilty too, and I'd spend five years in jail. That's what I'd do. So why do I have this back-to-back news stories of something that's kind of minor corruption that was overruled by the Supreme Court and this? It's because this is not minor corruption. This shows wholehearted, serious corruption in the upper echelons of the FBI and the Obama administration. This is terrible. This is bad, and we should all fear, because this is how gulags are created. And that's not, that's not a conspiracy theory. President Trump seems to think so, too, because he's had some rather harsh comments about this whole thing. Listen. Get your reaction to some breaking news. The Justice Department has decided to dismiss the case against Michael Flynn. Are you aware of that? Uh, I didn't know that was uh, happening at this moment. Uh, I felt it was going to happen just by watching and seeing like everybody else does. Uh, he was an innocent man. He is a uh, great gentleman. He was targeted by the Obama administration. And he was targeted in order to try and take down a president. And what they've done is a disgrace, and I hope a big price is going to be paid. A big price should be paid. There's never been anything like this in the history of our country. What they did, what the Obama administration did, is uh, unprecedented. It's never happened. Never happened. A thing like this has never happened before in the history of our country. And I hope a lot of people are going to pay a big price, because they're dishonest, crooked people. They're scum, and I say it a lot. They're scum. They're human scum. This should never have happened in this country. A duly elected president. And they went after him by going after fine people. And those fine people said, no, I'm not going to lie. I can't lie. He's not the only one. There are many of them. And they all said, I can't lie. They could have said something like, oh, make up a lie. Trump loves somebody or something or some country. And they said, oh, you wouldn't have any problem. That's what they were trying to do. And it's a disgrace. The Obama administration, Justice Department, was a disgrace. And they got caught. They got caught. Very dishonest people. But much more than dishonest. It's treason. It's treason. So I'm very happy for General Flynn. He was a, uh, a great warrior, and he still is a great warrior. Now, in my book, he's an even greater warrior. If you can just throw someone in jail simply because, well, you know, we can just bureaucracy, use bureaucracy to, to suffocate you so that you're broke and your kids are in prison? This is, this is scary stuff. We're only a step from uh, the black shirts walking in and taking you to jail because you knew somebody in a different state. That can happen. I encourage you, read Dan Bongino's book, Spygate, and I believe it's Exoneration is the other book. It will really explain things. It's really confusing. I actually got the audio book so that I could hear it a few times. It's, it's a pretty amazing story. So that's it for today. Uh, 
you can follow me on Twitter at Runninfool, R-U-N-N-I-N-F-E-W-L. You can download or listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, and YouTube. Uh, visit my website at www.dumbassestalkingpolitics.com so you can actually view all of the links, my references, any full videos, including the video of um, Arbery's killing it's there and it's full and it's graphic so if you don't want to see it don't see it um right now a, a song i figure we're living in a really strange world now we're living in a really strange world and so i decided to go a little old school and so we're going to play a little sympathy with the sympathy sympathy for the devil by the rolling stones one of my favorite songs and I think it's actually pretty relevant. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Bombay. Please to meet you. 
down. 